All right, welcome back to the Fit Ish Project with your host, as always, myself, Lathan Bass. Um, just getting right into it. Today's episode is going to build on last week's episode a little bit. So last week's episode was all about protein. You know, how much protein do you need? Benefits of protein, some tips on getting more protein in your diet. Uh, just because we all know that protein is pretty important, pretty essential, but a lot of us struggle to actually get the amount that we need to really hit our goals and really optimize our health. So last episode was all about that. So I figured this week I'd talk a little bit about the other main food groups or macronutrients as we like to call them in talking about carbs and fats. And not just talking about carbs and fats, but talking about how actually understanding these three things um, between protein, carbs, and fats actually will make your life a lot easier and a lot simpler and even more enjoyable just as far as food choices and dieting goes. So we'll talk a little bit about you know whether or not you should be eating carbs, whether or not you should be eating fat, because again, there's a lot of controversy around these two things, especially if you hop on social media. You'll hear people saying you shouldn't be eating these things. You'll hear other people saying, no, there's no problem with them. You should be eating these things. You hear people saying, you know, carbs will make you fat, fat will make you fat. So we're just going to talk about some of these myths and actually talk about the science and talk about the facts around these things. Because, again, once you have this information, it makes choosing whatever foods fit into your goals, whatever foods fit into your lifestyle, your preferences, and that sort of thing much, much easier. There's not as much confusion or overwhelm around these things. And it makes you know living that fit-ish lifestyle that I talk about so much easier because it is absolutely possible to live in a way where you can hit your fitness goals, where you can be a healthy individual, and where you can also still enjoy yourself. But if you don't have this knowledge, it's kind of hard to make those, those decisions. And again, you may struggle a little bit with overwhelm. You know, you may have guilt around food. You may worry about whether or not you're hurting your health. So again, we're going to talk about those things and address all those things and just equip you with the knowledge that you need to make the best choices for you. Because that's what I'm all about. I'm not about telling people certain prescriptions or certain diets or certain methods that you have to do exactly this or you have to follow exactly this diet. That's not really my thing. My thing is just equipping people, educating people with the knowledge that they need in order to make the best decisions for you know, yourself, because what works for me is not necessarily going to be exactly what works for you. You know, there may be certain things that work a little bit better for you versus another person. And that is perfectly normal and perfectly fine. But, you know, there are some, you know, some knowledge, there's some principles and there's some things that you need to understand so that you can actually make the best choices for yourself. So I figured I'd start this episode out with a personal story and talk about how for me, not understanding these things led to some issues and then actually learning about these certain things, you know, about proteins, about calories, about carbs, about fats, about just dieting and foods and um, those things in general really helped me and got me to a position now today where, you know, I'm in the best shape of my life, been able to accomplish some pretty cool fitness goals. But I also enjoy eating a certain way. I can go out with friends. I can have some alcoholic drinks if I want. I can, you know, have some desserts and I don't have any issues with that. And I know that I'm still going to be able to achieve the goals that I want. I'm still going to feel good, still going to look good. 
And again, that all that is possible. So getting into it, you know, a lot of you guys know a little bit about my background just with losing 100 pounds. But my senior year in college, I was 100 pounds overweight or by my standards, 100 pounds overweight. I was over 300 pounds and I wanted to get, you know, lose some weight. I was done playing football. I didn't need to be big, beefy dude anymore. I wanted to be fit. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to look better. I wanted to have more self-confidence. And so, um, you know, I thought that losing some weight would help me with all those objectives. So that's exactly what I did. Decided to go on a diet uh, towards the end of my senior year in college. And uh, so I did what most people do whenever they have a goal. They, uh, you know, create a goal, but then you hop on Google and you do some research. So I researched, you know, what's the best way to go about losing weight? What are the things that I need to know? Uh, because obviously I knew the, you know, the basic the basic premise behind it, you know, I need to eat less and move more, but there's a lot more to it than that. You know, that's the basic, basic thing about it, which, you know, it's true, it's accurate, but if it was that easy, then, you know, it wouldn't be such a struggle for people to lose weight and be able to actually sustain that weight loss. So did a little research, um, you know, tried to figure out what I needed to do. And basically what I came up with was that I needed to be in a calorie deficit, which I've talked about multiple times on different podcasts. So you know, I came up with a plan and decided that I was going to work out six days a week. And I decided that I was going to do a low fat diet, which was basically the first one that I'd saw. And, you know, there was a bunch of articles and different stuff like that saying how good it was and how well it worked and all this stuff. So I started in on that diet I'm working out six days a week, probably overdoing it a little bit. Uh, but I'm making progress. I'm losing weight. I'm starting to feel better. So I continue using this low fat diet. Uh, over the next couple months, you know, come across, continue to do some research and and check out different methods and things like that. And I come across, you know, different diets because we know there's dozens and dozens of different diets and methods out there. So I was like, well, you know, this low fat thing is working, but it's not really the most enjoyable thing for me uh, because I can't really have ice cream. I can't really have pizza. And it was a little bit more restrictive than I wanted. So I thought that I'd try something else. So, you know, decided to do the low carb thing, which was the next thing that I tried. So that way I could eat a little bit more fat, um, could indulge a little bit in certain things. And so I went with the low carb approach. And then from there, went to multiple different diets. So, you know, throughout my 15 months of losing my original first 75 pounds, I tried low fat diet. I tried the low carb diet. I tried a paleo diet, which was basically just eating mostly whole foods. Um, so a lot of proteins, a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables. And the whole idea is that you don't really eat anything that's like super processed or ultra processed. So I tried that for a while. I tried cutting back on sugar and trying to eliminate that as much as possible, which was terrible. Uh, I tried time restricted feeding. So basically you could only eat within like a 10 to eight hour period. So I would basically just get breakfast and then I would try to get all my food in within the eight to 10 hour window tried that and that wasn't necessarily my favorite thing either. Uh, I tried to cut out dairy for a while because, you know, there was claims that dairy wasn't great for your stomach, um, you know, that people didn't tolerate it well. So I tried to just cut out that whole food group in hopes to help me you know, lose a little bit of weight. I actually even cut out fruit for a while because there was a craze about, you know, fruit having too much sugar. And if you cut out fruit, it would help you lose weight. So I tried tons of different things. And what I came to the conclusion was, was that a lot of these things were just not very sustainable. Like I continued to make progress and I continued to lose weight, 
but it didn't really seem sustainable. And it was something that I really did not enjoy. And that's not to say that any of these methods that I talked about can't be helpful or can't be useful. But the whole thing is about finding what methods are actually going to be useful for you and what's actually going to fit within your lifestyle, what's actually going to help you achieve your goals and things that you actually prefer to do. Because if it fits into all that, it's going to be much more sustainable. You're going to be able to see progress, but not only see progress, you're going to be able to sustain that progress. So, um, you know, fast forward a little bit. Like I said, I continue to make progress, but it just never seemed super easy. It always seemed like it was a little bit of a struggle. And I was using a lot of willpower, a lot of discipline to continue to lose weight. You know, I had some issues with having guilt around eating certain foods, like anytime that I would go out to eat or like have pizza or have ice cream or things like that, I'd feel kind of guilty about it because I had these goals that I wanted to lose weight. But then here I was like eating ice cream or eating pizza and you know going out to eat and stuff like that, which I knew or which I thought at the time wasn't conducive to my goals. You know, I worried about ruining my progress when I was doing these type of things. Um, I worried about like hurting my health because it seemed like every time you hop on social media and even still today, people will say like uh, eggs are bad or fruits bad or dairy's bad or all these things are bad. Um, so it was just kind of a struggle and there was a lot of confusion around food and around food choices. And again, it just seemed like it wasn't going to be something sustainable. Like obviously I had the goal to lose weight and I was continuing to lose weight. But once I got to my goal weight, I wanted to be able to sustain that. I, did, I didn't just want to gain all that weight back, which is what a majority of people do. Um, so I knew that I had to figure out a more sustainable approach. So I get to my goal about 15 months later, I lose my first 75 pounds. I'd gotten to my goal of getting to about 225. But then once I got there, I was kind of yo-yo dieting back and forth because, again, I didn't really have a method that really seemed to stick with me. It didn't, there was nothing that seemed like it would you know, just kind of flow into my life easily. And it, it was always just kind of a battle to continue to keep that weight off. And it just didn't seem like it was going to be something that I was going to be able to do. And I actually ended up gaining like 30 to 40-ish pounds back. So I lost... 75 pounds and I gained a good 30 to 40 pounds back kind of yo-yo dieting trying to really figure out a sustainable way to keep this weight off so fast forward a little bit um, you know kind of got sick of the yo-yo dieting thing and I knew there had to be a better way so I finally decided to kind of dive into the science a little bit and really just figure out the facts around this whole topic around calories around proteins around carbs around fats around just diets in general um, around energy balance. I just wanted to understand the principles because once I could understand the principles, then I could figure out what methods were actually going to work for me. So found some sources and some people that I trusted around this topic. And I just really dove into it and just tried to educate myself as much as possible. So I learned about all those things that I mentioned. And then once I had this knowledge, which I'll touch on a little bit and you know the main points that I want you to get out of this whole podcast so that you can you know, make those decisions for yourself, I then put it into practice. So went on another diet. And while I was dieting this time, I was going with more of a flexible dieting approach, which is one of my personal favorite methods, which all that means is that you control your calories, you try to eat high quality foods, for the most part, make sure that you get enough protein and a lot of whole foods, you know, fruits, veggies, proteins, those sorts of things. But you can also allow yourself to be flexible within your approach. So, you know, 20% of the time, 
uh, you can have, you know, your ice cream, you can have some alcohol, you can have some pizza, you can fit those things into your diet while still being able to achieve your goals. And once I found this method and understood the science behind it all, it made this process so much easier. I finally found something that seemed like it was going to work and it did work. It worked really well. You know, I was dieting, but while I was dieting, I was still eating pizza. I was still having a drink occasionally. I was still having sweets. Um, I'm a big sweets guy. I like sweets. I really like ice cream. So like there was a phase where I went through a diet and I was trying to lose, I think at the time I was trying to lose like 15, 20 ish pounds. And I ate ice cream almost every single night and was still able to achieve that goal. And once I did that and like actually accomplished my goal while being able to actually enjoy the process, it was like a light bulb moment and everything changed for me because I know from experience with myself, but then now also working with others, that's where so many people struggle is that they have these goals. They have these certain ambitions to like either lose weight or you know, live a healthier lifestyle, but they think they have to go like zero to 100. They have to be completely clean. Like they can't indulge at all. They can't have any quote unquote junk food. They can't go out to eat. They can't have alcohol. And obviously for 99.9% .9 of us, that's completely unsustainable and it's miserable. It's not enjoyable at all. But when you get to a place where you can, you know, you're informed about these things and you actually know what actually goes into making progress and being healthy and, you know, making the best choices for yourself, it makes the process so much easier. And it's something that you can actually enjoy. And it's something that you can do for your entire life. So I found this method of flexible dieting, and it worked really, really well for me. And I actually ended up losing another, you know, from that time I gained, I was at 225, gained about 30 of that back. So I was around 250. And I ended up dropping all the way down to around 205 which brought me to my 100 pound weight loss. So obviously I'd found something that, you know, seemed to work for me really well. And it allowed me to actually enjoy the process a little bit, which I knew was a huge win. And it helped me get into the best shape of my life physically, you know, where I am today, I felt the best that I ever had, you know, the healthiest that I'd ever been, I could eat the foods that I wanted without having any guilt around those or without feeling bad about those or without feeling like I was ruining my progress or, you know, hurt my health, I could actually enjoy what I was eating, which is a huge thing. As I stated before, like, if you can, you know, enjoy the process, it's going to make actually, you know, attaining those goals that you have so much easier. And overall, like, I can still enjoy myself, I can go out to eat, you know, I can have a dinner with friends or, you know, I can, you know, have some beers at the lake or whatever, and have pizza when I want and still like crush my fitness goals. And it's a really good feeling, you know, within this last year, as I said, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. But I also regularly ate pizza, I regularly had alcohol drinks when I wanted to. Um, obviously, all these things were within moderation, but I could add those things in. And with that being said, I was also still in the best shape of my life, you know, within this last year, dunked a basketball for the first time. I ran a marathon. Uh, I strength train four times a week. I run 10 to 15 miles per week. I'm more mobile. So like physically and mentally, I'm the best fitness shape that I've ever been in. But on the other side of things, like the mindset and the mentality part, I'm also in the best place that I've ever been with that. And it was all because, you know, I understood 
these principles and I was able to apply them and to fit into my life in a way that actually makes sense. And so again, I tell you that story just to really illustrate the fact that once you understand these simple concepts that you can live that, you know, fit-ish lifestyle that I've been talking about, you can look good, you can feel good, you can be healthy, you can enjoy a social life, you can eat the foods that you want and you can still crush your fitness goals and you can actually enjoy that process. <laughs> and you know, I think that's finding that balance that everybody always talks about and balance for you might be a little bit different than what is balance for me but again once you have this information once you really understand these things you can find you know what that actually means to you what that balanced fitness lifestyle means to you so my hopes with this podcast is to you know help to save you some of the years of struggle like i had to go through uh, by sharing you know my personal experience my story with you um, and just understanding that there's no secret diet or there's no secret food or secret method that is the end all be all. It's just a basic understanding of the science and then being able to apply that and fit into your life to give you a little bit more freedom, to give you a little bit more flexibility, to actually make the process sustainable and to actually make the process decently enjoyable. Not that every single little thing is going to be enjoyable. You know, there's things about fitness, there's things about dieting that are difficult. There's things about health that are difficult, not always e easy. And sometimes you'll struggle, but you know, there should be some enjoyment in this process. So share that story again, hopefully that was able to kind of push that point across and really show you the importance of this. But obviously, my whole thing with these podcasts is I always want to give you some tangible, you know, takeaways, some things that you can really like absorb and put into practice. So that's what I'm going to talk about next. This whole section is just going to be a little bit about that actual background information and what you actually need to understand to live your, you know, balanced fitness lifestyle. So number one, what you need to know before we dive into talking about, you know, the carbs and fats and that sort of thing is that calories are important. You've obviously heard of calories before. Um, that's probably nothing new to you, but you need to understand that when it comes to your main goals of how you feel and how you look, which are what most people that's what most people's fitness goals kind of fall into those two categories, basically how you feel or how you look. You need to understand energy balance and you can't talk about energy balance without talking about calories. So when we talk about energy balance, I'm going to try to put this as basic as possible. You have kind of three different areas that we fall into. So you have your maintenance energy balance, you have your calorie deficit energy balance, and then you have your calorie surplus energy balance. So when we're talking about maintenance, all that means is that my current state of where I'm at right now will use me as, as an example. I weigh about 210 pounds right now. So I have a certain amount of energy that I need to bring in through food and drink in order to maintain this 210 pounds. And we'll just say that's about 3000 calories just to make it easy. So if I eat 3000 calories on a regularly and consistent basis every single day or you know throughout the week, I'm hitting the same amount of calories, then I'm neither going to gain weight nor lose weight. So that would mean that I'm kind of in that perfect energy balance. Now, if we talk about calorie deficit, basically that means that there's a negative energy balance. So let's say again that my maintenance calories is 3,000. If I'm eating 2,000 calories or 2,500, so I'm below that 3,000 on a consistent basis, I am in what is called a calorie deficit. And all that means is that I will now start to lose weight because I'm not bringing in enough energy that my body needs to currently maintain where I'm at. So my body says, all right, let's shed some of this weight because we can't maintain on this amount of energy that we're bringing in. So we're going to lose some weight. We're going to lose some fat. 
Now, on the other side of the spectrum, you have your calorie surplus. So again, we'll say, use me for an example. I have that 3,000 calories to put me at maintenance. Let's say that I'm eating 3,500 calories or I'm eating 4,000 calories right now. So I'm eating a bunch. I'm eating more than my body actually needs. Well, now I'm in a positive energy balance. and My body is going to start to store some of that energy because it can't use it all. It doesn't need it, but we're bringing it in. So your body's like, well... I'm just going to go ahead and store this. Maybe we'll need it for later. So then I will start to gain weight. And now none of these things are like positive or negative. You know, it's just all dependent on your goals. So like if you're somebody who wants to lose weight or maybe, you know, lose some fat, then understanding what a calorie deficit is, is going to be important to you. If you're somebody who's trying to really maximize muscle building, or maybe you want to gain a little bit of weight, then understanding what a calorie surplus is, is going to be important. And I say that all because once you understand that basic principle, it makes your goals a lot easier to attain because again that's one of the main basic principles that I think everybody should understand and once you do understand that it will go a long way so typically after people kind of hear about this whole energy balance thing well they kind of have some questions around it so like does that mean that if I'm in a equal energy balance or I'm in a maintenance phase basically where I'm not trying to gain weight nor lose weight and could I eat just 3,000 calories of like you know, junk food and still not gain weight? Like, are there certain foods that are going to make me gain weight versus other foods? And the quick and easy answer is no. If your calories are equated, then you will neither gain weight nor lose weight. And there was a little experiment that this um, nutrition professor did because he was very interested in this concept of energy balance. And he wanted to see if that was true. He was like, well, that doesn't really sound like a thing. You know, we've always been told that these certain foods make you gain weight or they make you get fat or you know those type of things so i want to see if this actually holds true so basically what he did was is he wanted to see if he could lose weight while eating strictly a junk food diet and i think most of his diet consisted of just eating like doritos and twinkies and just like stuff like that and he put himself in a calorie deficit so he was taking in less energy than his body needed which would you know essentially cause him to lose weight he wanted to see if that would actually hold true and it did he ended up losing a bunch of weight while strictly just eating junk food. And so it kind of goes to, you know, push that point home that if you are in that energy balance, then you can lose weight. There's other examples of this. There's people who will literally just like, there's something called the potato diet where this dude lost, like, I want to say it was over a hundred pounds, like by strictly eating potatoes. And that was it. Like he didn't eat anything else but potatoes. Um, then you have people that, you know, are worried that fat is going to make them fat. Well, if that was true, then the keto diet wouldn't really be a thing because there's people who eat like 70 to 80% of their diet is made up of just fats and they can still lose weight. So it just goes to show you that, you know, it's not like carbs are making you fat. It's not that fat is making you fat. It's just a basic understanding of this whole principle of energy balance. And then once you have that, you can start to make the choices that actually, you know, fit within your goals. Now, obviously I can't talk about this without explaining that food quality is still important. So that professor that ate strictly junk food just because he was losing weight, doesn't necessarily mean that that's the smartest or healthiest thing to do to survive on, you know, Twinkies and uh, chips, because, you know, we need nutrients, we obviously want to feel good, you know, and we want to perform our best. And you're going to do that by eating a lot of mostly, you know, minimally processed foods, a lot of whole foods, so your fruits, your vegetables, your lean proteins, but there definitely is a place, you know, that 8020 rule for you to eat a lot of that good stuff. We eat a lot of that stuff that makes you feel good, but also fit in some of those other things that you enjoy as well, your desserts and things like that. So understanding that can go a long way. Just 
if nothing else, that one simple principle of understanding energy balance can help you a ton. And once I really understood that, I was able to, again, use that flexible dieting approach and it made things so much more sustainable. So when we're talking about kind of like a hierarchy here of things that you really need to understand, like calories and that energy balance thing is probably number one. And then once you understand that, and we'll talk about the next thing, which we'll just talk about protein really briefly, but calories are going to be that number one thing that you want to think about. And then protein, obviously, like I talked about in the last episode, is very important as well. Um, you know, it's important for building muscle. It's important for regulating your hunger. And it's just important for overall health. You know, if you want to live a long life, if you want to have a good quality life, then you need to make sure that you have sufficient amount of muscle and that you're eating enough protein because it's going to help facilitate that muscle. So um, getting that point seven to one gram per pound of body weight is kind of that goal that you really want to shoot for if you're, you know, an active individual and you're really trying to optimize health or optimize muscle building. So protein would be number two, you got calories, number one, get your protein number two, then we'll move on to number three, which we'll talk about is fats. So when we talk about fats, you know, these are found in things like fattier meats. So your things like beef, there's fat in there, like hamburger and your steaks and stuff like that will all have fat in it. Uh, pork will have some of that in that. Fish has fat in it. Even some chicken will have some fat in it. And you have things like eggs. Um, you have your butters and your oils, avocados, nuts, all those things have a decent amount of fat in there. So that's where you can kind of get some of your fat sources. What you need to understand about fat is no, it's not going to make you fat. And number two, it's actually essential. So you need fat within your diet. If you don't eat fat, you will die. It's an essential macronutrient, which means your body needs it. And it needs it for you know several different things. It's important for your hormone function to make sure everything is going smoothly on that front. It's important for cell function. It's important for absorbing certain vitamins. There's certain vitamins that cannot be absorbed unless they have fat present within the body. And it's also important for protecting your organs. So fat is essential and it's something that you need to get into your diet. And if you're thinking a little bit about like, well, how much fat do I actually need? Is it a lot? Is it little? Like what's actually ideal? And basically like there's a low end that you need to shoot for. And then if you want to you know, go above that, that's all right. But 0.3 grams per pound of body weight is kind of that low end that you really want to be getting enough for to make sure that you're not deficient and that your body is running smoothly. That's not to say that you can't have more and maybe some people will feel better and function a little bit better on more, but at the very low end, you want to make sure you're getting at least 0.3 grams per pound of body weight. So for example, uh, let's say we take a 200 pound person, uh, 0.3 per pound is going to put them at about 60 grams of fat which really is not that much. So it's really not that hard to get the minimal amount of fat that you need. But if you start to notice that feeling off or things just don't seem to be functioning as well as they could, well, seeing how much fat you're getting in your diet could be an easy place to start to just make sure that you're you know, covering your bases as far as fat go. And then can't finish talking about fat without talking about the obvious of you know that myth around does fat make you fat? Uh, fat was kind of vilified quite a bit back in the day and, you know, with the low fat craze and everything was like low fat and you even still see it. If you go in the supermarket today, you'll see a lot of things that are, you know, claim low fat, low fat, low fat. And there's a little bit of truth to it just because fat is a little bit higher calorie when you compare things per gram. So if you take one gram of carbohydrate, you take one gram of protein versus a gram of fat, a gram of carbohydrate and a gram of protein are both four calories per gram. But if you take one gram of fat, it's actually nine. 
So fat is typically a little bit more calorie dense, which all that means is that it's a lot easier to ingest more calories through fat. So it's not that it's bad, but it's can be easy to overeat at times. But again, it is essential and it is helpful and there's benefits to it. So you do need to make sure that you're getting some fat in your diet. But like if you have goals around fat loss or something of that sort, then you know you want to be a little bit cognizant of how much fat you're actually ingesting. And again, just to kind of touch on, you know, about the whole thing of fat not making you fat. Again, talked about keto diets earlier in the podcast. So if fat made you fat, then people who are on keto wouldn't be able to lose weight, right? So it's not that fat makes you fat. It's overeating is what is going to make people gain weight or gain that fat. So there's no need to be scared about fat. You need it. It's essential. And uh, just make sure that you're getting a sufficient amount in your diet. And then lastly, just talking about carbs, touching on those. Uh, when we talk about you know heavy carb sources, these are things like rice, potatoes, uh, your fruits, your vegetables, things like um, whole grains, oats, breads, pastas, those sort of things are all very carb heavy. And carbs have gotten a bad rap and sometimes still get a bad rap. You'll hear people, you know, ragging on carbs and saying that they're bad for you and they spike your insulin level and they do all these horrible things, but uh, that's not necessarily true. And again, once you understand what these things actually do and kind of the science behind it, which we'll touch on here in a minute, then you can make the decisions for yourself. So Talking about carbs, they are not essential like fats are. So all that means is that you don't necessarily need to have carbohydrates within your diet. Uh, you won't necessarily like die without having carbs. But just because they're not essential, that doesn't mean that they're not beneficial, um, especially when it comes to certain populations of people. So when you think about people who are pretty active or if you think about like athletes who exercise a lot um, or people who are really trying to like build muscle or gain some weight, carbohydrates can be super helpful for these types of people, uh, just because the main source or the main job of carbohydrates is to provide energy. They provide your body with energy. So you can see if you are somebody who's very active, if you're somebody who is, you know, on their feet a lot, moving around, doing different sports, or just really into exercise, getting a lot of hours of activity within your day, or really trying to like pack on the muscle, then carbohydrates will be super beneficial to those types of people. Now, just because you're not necessarily super active, if you're somebody who enjoys carbohydrates, and you're making sure that you're managing your calories, then you can still enjoy some of those carbs and not have to worry about gaining weight or anything like that. Just again, because it's a matter of that energy balance thing. But for people who are active, carbs will certainly be very helpful. Uh, I know for me personally, like especially when I was training for my marathon, like I was just taking down tons and tons of carbs and it was helping to keep me fueled up, helping to keep me, you know, feeling good. And it can also help with things like recovering from, you know, those active exercise sessions and lifting weights and that sort of thing. So there's definitely some benefits to carbs and there's no reason to be scared of those. Um, and then again, just to touch on the myth around carbs making people fat. No carbs are not the issue. It's simply a matter of people overeating things. Um, you'll hear people talk about sugar a lot, making people fat, which sugar is a carbohydrate. So those things kind of get drugged through the mud a little bit. But again, if you are equating for your calories, if you're in that you know maintenance energy balance or calorie deficit, then you can eat carbs and not have to worry about you know all these health issues. And prime example would be like bodybuilders, which are some of the most ripped, lean people that you see they eat tons of carbohydrates. You see athletes, which again, some of the most like stacked up, like most lean, most ripped people, they eat tons of carbohydrates. Even people in like the Asian and African countries where their diets are 
predominantly carbohydrates or a very large portion of their diet is carbohydrates. They don't have nearly the issues that we have here. Um, and they don't have, you know, huge problems with people being obese and overweight nearly as much as we do here. So kind of just goes to show you that carbohydrates aren't necessarily the problem. Um, and again, you can kind of figure out if carbs, if you feel better on carbs, if you feel better on more fats, you can kind of play around with those a little bit, but it's not necessarily that either one of those things are going to make you gain weight or you know ruin your health. So you don't need to be scared of either one of those. So kind of pulling this all together, wrapping this thing up. I know that was quite a bit of information as always, you know, but I try to give you some tangible takeaways there, but I'm kind of wrapping these things up. So making sure that you just understand these points and we'll kind of drive these home. So I've said it before, I'll say it again, fat does not make you fat or unhealthy. It's essential and you actually need to be getting some fat in your diet. Carbs also don't make you fat or make you unhealthy. You don't need to be scared of carbs. You can eat carbs if you want to eat carbs. Overeating is what's going to make people unhealthy, and that is what is going to make you gain weight. Again, going back to that whole energy balance thing. If you understand that, you're going to be ahead of most people, and you're going to you know, be on your way to actually being able to enjoy yourself and making this whole fitness and nutrition thing much more sustainable. Um, one thing that I didn't touch on that I just wanted to touch on real quick is that when it comes to like carbs and fats being mixed together, because that's often a thing that you see, it's, you know, with those whole foods that I mentioned when we were talking about carbs and fats, those are more predominantly like fat or carb heavy sources. But there's a lot of times, especially in processed foods, like highly processed foods, like, you know, your ice cream, pizza, like those type of things you're going to see a combination of not just high fat or high carbs, but both of those things mixed together. And when both those things are mixed together, this is where it becomes very easy to overeat. Um, it's very easy to indulge on these things because they're very, very freaking tasty. So that is where a lot of people start to get scared about, you know, eating carbs or eating fats is because sometimes when they're mixed together in these processed ways that it's very easy to overeat. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing, but just something to take note of if um, you know, you're somebody who's worried about managing your weight or not putting on a bunch of weight when it comes to those things. And when there's certain foods that have like high amount of fats or high amount of carbs and they're mixed together, just understand that it's very easy to overeat those things. And if you're not wanting to overdo it, then you just need to be a little bit more conscious about those choices and the things that you're eating. And then lastly, you know, just the bottom line, like if you control your calories, again, energy balance, if you're getting enough protein and you fill your diet with, you know, a lot of quality foods, your proteins, your fruits, your vegetables, those sorts of things, then you can absolutely fit in some of those other things as well. You know, that 80-20 rule that we talked about, you can have those desserts, you can have, you know, some chips, some pizza, whatever, like whatever makes your little heart happy, you can have those things and not have to worry about being unhealthy or ruining all your progress or having guilt around those things. Because again, it's completely possible to do both. And that is what this whole podcast is about. As I mentioned, is being able to live that fit-ish lifestyle. You can you know, have the fitness goals, you can feel good, you can look good, and you can enjoy yourself and indulge in some certain things from time to time. So again, hopefully this was helpful. A lot of information coming at you, but uh, hopefully this gives you a little insight into you know a way that you can apply this into your lifestyle, apply these things to your goals, apply these things to you know your certain preferences, and that you can make the process of you know crushing your fitness goals and still being able to live a enjoyable, fulfilling life and continue to get that 1% better that we talk about. So as always, I appreciate you guys for listening. 
Um, those of you that have rated, reviewed the podcast, that helps me and just helps you know other people as well, just to get this information out there because I don't want people to have to struggle through all this stuff the same way that I did. I kind of want to you know short track that a little bit and provide you with a bunch of these tools, a bunch of the information, a bunch of the education so that you can you know thrive within your fitness journey. So as always, you know, if this was helpful, share it on your socials or share it with somebody who you think could get some value out of this one. But until next time, I will see you guys next week.